Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I talk about and briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the skeleton. That was music from the skeleton scene in 1963's Jason and the Argonauts by Bernard Herrmann, and some skeleton sounds as they rise up out of the ground to do some sword battling. And that movie, I'm wondering if that is where I really became fascinated with skeletons, because I know Dad watched that I'm going to tell you right now, Jason and the Argonauts, when Dad introduced that movie to us, that was one of my favorite movies for stop oh, yeah. motion in a, Just for a that long skeleton. time. Yeah, yeah, the skeleton scene is so cool because you see these things come to life and they're sword fighting with Jason and, and his crew and it just was so cool. And, you know, maybe people will look back at it and think it's cheesy stop motion. But I don't know. I look back at it and it's still so awesome and such a cool achievement in film. Yeah, it's if, if you haven't seen it, maybe we should put a link to it in the show notes so people can if they haven't seen the, the movie. But it's it's an awesome scene. Well, and the, the other cool thing about about it is that 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 scene despite the fact that it was stop motion it the stop motion made the skeletons look better and I, I think that's what I liked about it so much is that whatever whatever they were doing when they made the stop motion it it made that whole sequence really memorable at least for me it did I, every time I watch that movie that's the part I'm waiting to see it's just neat. yeah it, not to not to take away from the design of the skeletons, like the skeleton faces, and then Bernard Herrmann's really cool music adds adds to. There's some like there's like a bony feel to it, and it's just, it's a great scene, and there's no doubt that Sam Raimi's Army of Darkness was inspired by that one scene. But yeah, we'll I get into a little bit was. more of that later. I was trying to think, you know, where I I know for for me. One of my favorite Halloween staples is a skeleton, and I and I don't know if it's from that movie, or if it's from the 1979 Disney chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house record album. It shows a haunted house on the cover. It's got gravestones and uh, some bats flying, and then on the in the very foreground of the picture, there's a coffin and the lids opening, and there's a skeleton inside. And I think when I think about Halloween, I definitely think about that skeleton because I would be listening to that record and looking at that skeleton coming out, and it was just the coolest thing. Um, we'll we'll leave a link to in to the entire album. It's on YouTube. If you haven't heard that album, it's definitely one you have to check out. Um, also, going back to skeletons that I loved, you know, when I think of, of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion, the three hitchhiking ghosts, and at the end, 
you would go in front of the mirror and there would always be a ghost sitting in your doom buggy. And I always yeah. hoped to get the one that looked like the skeleton. I remember dad, he always wanted the old man. I thought it's just an old man. And the other guy was cool, but that skeleton looking ghost was always, did you ever like have a favorite one, Tom? That, that one was my favorite of all of them. Yeah, just he, cause he looked, he, he looked scarier than the rest. And, yeah. and honestly, like I, I, I personally think that when you think of Halloween or even anything that's that's horror related, there's always a skeleton in there. And it's partially because you have people who die and then there's always a skeleton or even like a spooky scene where they're walking into like a dungeon or they're walking into a haunted house or they're walking into something scary. There's always bones on the ground or something skeleton related. So it's a huge pinnacle piece, an, I think, yeah, for an Halloween icon. and horror movies. Yeah, it's, it's an icon. It's huge. Well, and then one of the the other things, too, that I think... Because I was, I was thinking back, like, you know, what makes me, you know, love a skeleton so much. And I was thinking back to Dad's glow-in-the-dark die-cut skeleton that he used to put on... It was like right, right off the hallway near um, the dinette, and I'm sure you remember this because every Halloween, t- Halloween time, he would pull out the decorations. But then that skeleton was like uh, the centerpiece of everything, and he would. It was a tall. I don't know. It was probably maybe five feet tall, and he would tape it up to to this wall. And then at night when everything was set up, we I remember always going into that area. He would turn off the lights and that thing would be glowing and he would tell us some yep. scary story about a skeleton or something. I do remember <laughs> that. That that was a huge inspiration. Not my inspiration, but that was a huge inspiration, I think, for that time period as far as skeletons go. I actually go back to, to the blow-up skeleton thing oh, that we had i was gonna bring that up that inflatable one that we had yeah and the funny part about that is i think why that one became so popular for me was one we used to use that thing all the time to scare you know our mom and sister and everybody in the house plus we used to use it as a as basically a a, a prop for making dummies out of yeah that thing put was a in coat everything. on it yeah I don't know if you remember this, but we had a little inflatable skeleton too, and we yep. used to run it around the neighborhood, and the big one too. And we'd like pop it out at people and try and scare them. I don't even think it was <laughs> Halloween time. <laughs> and the thing is, is if we look back at it now, that skeleton was cheesy looking, but it was still neat for its time. Like I, I have a link. Thing. I have a link to it, so I'll put it in the show notes so anyone interested in seeing what it looked like. It's the exact skeleton that we had but one of the ones that that always gets me excited is the bistel die cuts skeleton and it's there's something about that particular skeleton that was everywhere when we were kids so like in october elementary schools our classrooms they would always put that skeleton up on the wall or you know when we were walking to and from school that skeleton would be in people's windows and then of course when you're trick-or-treating there was always that skeleton on a door you know on someone's front door and you could like move the arms and legs you could kind of bend them in different ways but it was just like a paper die cut skeleton um but everyone had it and it was like 
that was the symbol of Halloween. And so that also definitely leads to why I personally love the skeleton in general. But let's get into what the, the skeletons that we're talking about. Let's get into what that really is. And Tom, you had a couple books that you wanted to read from that kind of say what we think of as skeletons anyway. So do you want to do you want to say what the books are and and get into those? Yeah. So a couple of things obviously everybody by now if they've ever listened to our our all of our other shows um I'm really into the Dungeons and Dragons world, dungeons in general or even just the fantasy type worlds. Um but there's a couple of books. Uh there's Pathfinder um, it's a role-playing game. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but they have some really cool um, monsters and just neat little fantasy type stuff in there. And then there's also these other books. Um, they're Dungeons and Dragons books. One's called Monsters and Creatures, and it's for a young adventurer's guide. And I'm telling you, these little guides are perfect for people just wanting to know a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons. I think there's four or five of these. Um, they have one about dungeons. They have uh, a couple of other like wizard spells and creating your character. But they're in a very simple form with tons of of graphics and stuff like that in there that just get you pumped about it. So I wanted to read a couple of things um, about about skeletons. Um, the way that that Pathfinder. Uh, introduces a skeleton they call it a crypt thing and it, these these guys look great they're they're skeletons they got red eyes and they have this book and they they have a little description so when i say crypt thing just think of it as it's a skeleton um, but the way they introduce it in here they call it a crypt thing so crypt things are undead creatures found guarding tombs graves and crypts Necromancers and other spellcasters create them to guard such areas, and crypt things never leave their appointed lairs, even to pursue enemies. Their warded area may be a single room or passage, an entire grave complex, or even a city-sized necropolis. Though naturally solitary, multiple crypt things may guard a common area, often in conjunction with constructs or other undead. A crypting only initiates combat if it is attacked or if the object or crypt it is guarding is touched or entered. Until this condition is met, a crypting is content to remain motionless. It may even answer questions or otherwise interact with visitors if its master has directed it to do so. Rumors exist of variant cryptings that do not teleport their foes, but instead paralyze opponents and turn them invisible, leaving victims to helplessly watch their allies being torn apart by the angry guardian. And what's neat about about that in there is, so to me, skeletons are made after the body dies, it, it decays, it goes into the skeleton, and then you have some sort of necromancer or somebody who knows the dark arts, dark magic. They put the magic into the skeleton and have them be their slave. And and then the the owner of, of that skeleton, whoever has summoned that skeleton, gives them their orders to do what they need to do. 
and they they uh, that's what they do for the rest of the time that they're in existence. So the other description that I wanted to bring in uh, was from the Monsters and Creatures book of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Young Adventure Guide, and this one starts with animated by dark magic. Skeletons are bony warriors summoned forth by spellcasters or who arise of their own accord from graves steeped in necromantic energy and ancient evils. In whatever fashion they are created, these relentless foes fight without mercy and attack until destroyed. For the evil energy that made them also drives them to kill all living creatures. Obedient servants... Skeletons are capable of complex tasks like firing a catapult or dropping boiling oil on enemies below, provided each step is carefully explained. They move and fight in a simple manner, pursuing their goals with mindless determination and make excellent guards. While most skeletons are humanoid, bones of all types can be brought back to life with powerful enough magic, and adventurers find themselves facing down all manner of strange and deadly skeletal forms. Now, I kind of wanted to go in a little bit, and I know we kind of did this in a little bit of a reverse, but one thing about skeletons, we can we could sit here and come up with every type of game, every type of book, and go off on skeletons, but mainly their powers come from the necromancer that summoned the magic and given gives them tasks. Yeah, it's uh, like so many out. so you could look at so many movies and each movie has a skeleton with different powers. It's like there's no way to narrow down their powers or weaknesses because there's so many different versions of skeletons out there. Yeah, and and so that was one of the reasons why I think this week's episode uh I wanted to actually, you know, go into a little bit more description on how they come about because their powers are are more along the lines of whatever the necromancer gives them to do. So they could be huge and powerful, uh, or they could just be a real easy skeleton that's just standing there to obstruct, you know, some sort of path that you're trying to take, and it stops you for, you know, a couple of minutes while you kill it and then go on to the next thing. And mine's more along the lines of the fantasy side of the skeleton, and I'm sure you're actually going to get into more of the the other types of, of different skeletons and whatnot. But that's that's what I had as far as the description of what they are and then a lot of the powers and, and ability type stuff. All right, cool. Well, yeah, so I went to, I looked at Wikipedia for to see if there was any kind of history or mythology with skeletons. And what they say is, well, they first they say animated human skeletons, which makes sense. You know, we're t- we are talking about animated skeletons yeah. because you know a regular skeleton has, you know, been or is around as long as human, obviously, because uh, if we're people, we have skeletons. So, which goes without well, saying. Well, and then what do they do <laughs> if it's just sitting there? So yeah, it has it to be says, an animated skeleton. So. As far, so what Wikipedia says is animated human skeletons have been used as a personification of death in the Western culture since the Middle Ages, a personification perhaps influenced by the Valley of the Dry Bones in the Book of Ezekiel from the Old Testament. There's the Grim Reaper, which you can learn more about in a past Monday uh, Monster Mondays episode. That's episode 29. And we'll link that in the show notes because we did a whole thing on the Grim Reaper. So there's 
a little history about about that monster, which is a skeleton. Um, then death as one of the biblical horsemen of the apocalypse has been depicted as a skeleton riding a horse. There's a 1562 painting by Peter Bruegel the Elder called The Triumph of Death, depicting an army of skeletons raiding a town and slaughtering its occupants. That's from 1562. There's uh, the Brothers Grimm fairy tale, The Boy Who Wanted the Willies, in which a boy named Hans joins a circle of dancing skeletons. Then in Mexico, figurines and images of skeletons doing routine things are common in the Day of the Dead celebration, where skulls symbolize life and their familiar circumstances invite levity. Um, and then Pixar's movie Coco from 2017 is a fun movie that kind of goes into a lot of that. But that's basically the history, you know, as far as like where they came from. I mean, it it is something that people have been fascinated with for many years, you know, skeletons coming to life. And so, yeah, that was a little bit of what I found. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's what I got. Now, was there anything else nice. that you were going to bring up, Tom? Any games or fun, cool things with skeletons? Yeah, so uh, a couple of uh, a VR game. And, and let me tell you, once again, there are a ton of VR games out there that have skeletons in them. Um, I've brought a lot of VR games up in the past. Uh, Probably uh, all have skeletons. Uh, yeah, they, every one of them more than likely has a skeleton involved. But I did want to actually bring up one... Um, that is coming soon to a VR uh, to VR headsets. It's called Undead Citadel, and we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, I don't think I sent you that link, Mike, but I'll I'll send it to you afterwards here. Okay. Uh, but it's made by a developer called Dark Curry SL. Uh, you basically are running around this realistic um, scenery. It's a first-person sort of deal. And these skeletons are coming at you. And they have a story mode. And they also have a kind of a horde mode where skeletons are just coming at you and you're fighting. Or you go through this whole storyline. And I wanted to bring this up just because they're doing a fantastic job on it. It's not out. Um, the The release date is, is planned for uh, quarter two of 2020. So hopefully they can they can stick to that that goal there. Uh, but the, we'll put a YouTube video on there of, of the latest gameplay. Also, if you go on YouTube and you just type uh, Dark Curry, um, you will you'll see all of the other trailers and gameplay things that they have on it. But it looks really well done, and I, I'm definitely getting this game when it comes out. Uh, the other thing that that I wanted to bring up was obviously... Uh, you're, you are had already talked kind of about this earlier today um, when you and I were talking before this episode, but it's the skeleton dance from uh, August 22nd, 1929 by Walt Disney. Uh, I think, honestly, this one is a pinnacle piece uh, for me as well uh, as to why I like skeletons, probably because we watch this all the time uh, when we were younger, I mean, the silly symphonies skeleton dance is, is something that I think everybody should go watch cause it's just neat. So this was a huge piece for me. Uh, I think back in the day, uh, that I, I'll always sure. remember. 
That was my favorite yeah. cartoon when I saw it. It was like, whoa, a Halloween one. And there was a haunted house one that also has some skeletons. It looks like they repurposed some of the skeleton animation from the skeleton dance in, yeah. in that one. So those are those are the pieces um, of things that I had. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think that's all I had for this week. Cool. Yeah, for movies... There, there's so many movies that have skeletons. The ones that I'm going to list here are important ones, like Jason and the Argonauts, 1963. You have to see it just for that one scene. And it is just one scene, so don't uh, go... If you haven't seen it, don't go into it thinking you're watching a movie with a ton of skeletons. It's, it is one scene, and it's probably, I don't know, three quarters of the way into the film. Then there's 1992's Army of Darkness, which again, it's not a movie full of skeletons, but it has a lot of skeletons in the main climax of the scene when the dead rise and uh, there's a big battle at the end. It's kind of like Alamo-esque, but with skeletons, and that's just a must. There's a movie that came out in 2008 called Army of the Dead, and it looks like a total ripoff of Army of Darkness. I have not seen it doesn't have great reviews <laughs> but i may try to see it just to see what the skeletons look like even if the movie sucks it may be worth just seeing what they did with it a uh, couple others 1972 tombs of the blind dead which i have not seen but it does look really cool although there, it doesn't look like it has the greatest reviews a little better than army of the dead but it's a Spanish-Portuguese horror film. And it looks like there's a really a, a lot of really cool stuff going on in it. So I'm going to try and check that. I think at the moment it is streaming. Oh, no, it's not. I thought it was stream. I think I found it on YouTube. So uh, at the time of this recording anyway. And then, Tom, I don't know if you remember 1985's The Black Cauldron. But there's a cool oh, yeah. scene in that where that there's an one. army of, of the dead. And uh, it's, it's really, if you rewatch that scene, maybe I'll link that scene in the show notes. Because it's a pretty cool animation. Uh, let me just write a note here. I'll put it in the show notes. And then there's a, a silly movie that kind of pokes fun at old classic monster movies it's called the lost skeleton of cadavra from 2001 it states that it's filmed in skeletorama <laughs> oh jeez it's just like there's a lot we should also put a link to this as well or at least this, the trailer trailer link. i'm just putting these in the notes so that we could put in the show notes for people to see but uh it's pretty. It's it's definitely silly, way over the top exaggeration of of those movies, cheesy acting, and the skeleton is horrible. But it's it's pretty fun. It looks pretty funny, and I have not seen it, but it's definitely something I want to see. Um, some cool skeleton things. I know this is normally your department, Tom, but I saw these this really cool Jason and the Argonauts figure, which we'll link. And uh, there is an Army of Skeletons set of figures from Army of Darkness, which is really cool. And then there's the Skeleton Fortune Teller, which is, which just looks. Oh, like, I bet that's neat. It's kind of like the Zoltar machine, but there's a skeleton guy inside. Anyway, we'll put links to these so you could check them out. 
really cool stuff. So one one more thing, and, and because you're obviously going to make some people upset because you didn't bring it up, and, and and once again, there's a lot of skeletons, but you do have to say Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, released right. Released October 13th of 1993. Uh, you know, Jack Skellington, of course, he's insanely popular. Definitely a good movie. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to bring him up just because, you know, he he's a pinnacle, a pinnacle skeleton. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're in Transylvania, if you have our Transylvania Traveler Guide, which you can purchase at jackolanternpress.com, and you're trying to find skeletons and you're looking at our guide to try and guide you through to, to get to them, well, skeletons are pretty much everywhere. You've got uh, skeleton armies in Witch's Meadows Cemetery of the Dead. Then over in Transylvania suburbs, which is called Transylvania Hills, you've got closet loads of domestic skeletons. There's haunted houses everywhere, and uh, they love having skeletons at the the door, the front door to greet unsuspecting guests. Uh, And then, of (laughs) course, you'll find plenty of skeletons at Skeleton Rock on the Monster Islands. Those are uh, the sword-fighting skeletons that you saw in Jason and the Argonauts. You have skeleton cowboys in the Valley of Doom. Oh, and uh, just in case if you want to uh, buy a skeleton of your own, there's a skeleton farm in Jack-O-Lantern Park. Uh, before we wrap up, Tom, I was going to ask you, did do you have a favorite skeleton, like one image of a skeleton or one that when you think of a skeleton, it's like, yeah, this is what I think of or or just a favorite one? Yeah, so you and I had this discussion prior to this, and and honestly, I I don't know if I have one specific skeleton because there's so many neat ones out there that I I can't make a decision. But I'm curious to hear what yours is. So mine is definitely gonna be the bistel jointed skeleton, the paper, the die cut paper one from when we were growing up as kids, which we'll put a link in the show notes. You can actually buy them on Amazon. I believe you could buy off the bistel website as well. But that one, when I think of skeletons, that guy, the the face of that skull and just the way that he looks, that's the skeleton that I think of. So that that would be uh, probably my favorite skeleton even though skeletons are skeletons but well yeah but still that has an authentic look to it that's yeah, neat for sure. so it's sort of the classic look of it yep so all right cool uh anything else tom before we call it a night nope i think that'll do it all right well that'll do it for uh this monster monday for more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us or to become a monster revolutionary yourself, go to jackolanternpress.com and also check out our Facebook group, Monster Revolution. We'll link it up in the show notes. We thank you for joining us this evening and we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm.